We are dedicated to spreading the good news of Jesus Christ through all available means with a sole focus of teaching the word, making it plain, sharing it with love. This is my Bible. I am what it says I am. I'm a believer. I'm not a doubter. Faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. I am the head. I'm not the tail. I'm above only. I'm not beneath. I'm blessed and cannot be cursed. I shall live and not die and declare the salvation of the Lord. No weapon formed against me shall prosper. My life is getting better after I've heard and done the word of the Lord. Amen. Amen. So we're going to talk about today God's divine protection. God's divine protection. I heard you all during um, testimony service talking about all the things that go on all around us all of the time. And when I was thinking about this, um, some headlines, some headlines that just keep coming across the news and coming across the news and repeating over and over again. And I was like, Lord, what's really going on? And I'm, I'm reminded of when I was growing up in what people call the grand old church of God in Christ. The saints used to te- testify and they used to say, I thank you for protecting me from dangers seen and unseen. Sometimes the dangers that we see, we give ourselves credit for avoiding that danger. (laughs) But what about the ones that you don't see? And I submit to you this morning that there are probably more unseen dangers than the seen ones. Because sometimes we don't realize what's going on all around us and the things that God is doing all of the time Sometimes even against our own will to protect us. Because if I were to ask the question, how many of you all have ever gone to a place that you knew you had no business going? You knew. <laughs> so, 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 so that's what I mean by even against your own will. God sometimes is protecting us. How many of you all knew, tested limits? on your car. My car goes 160 miles per hour maxed out and one time between here and uh, Beaumont, I decided I wanted to test some limits. Test it, let me see, let me see where my wheel breaks down (laughs) before I get to 160. And I got up over 100, well over 100 and my wheel was still trying to figure it out and somewhere around 115, 120, I said, let me, back off because I'm not sure my skills (laughs) are that good. So sometimes even against our will, I know I ain't the only one that got up there. Y'all may not have been 115, 120, but but all of us, most of us, if it say 55, we going to go 60. If it say 65, we going to go 70. If it say 75, and it is legal in some ways around this state to drive 75, we're going to do 80. Some of us going to do 85. Some of us going to do 90. I done done all of it. 
I done done all of it. So the fact, as many times as I have been up and down the highway doing that kind of stuff, it's not me. I should have flipped a couple times, but I never have. I never have, but I should have. I should have. And so why didn't I? Because God has his divine protection around us all of the time. So I'm going to read some scriptures to you, and really we're going to read and we're going to think about, I want you to think about all the ways that God has protected you. And what made me really start thinking about this, in addition to all of the stories that keep coming up, the children, the things that are happening to children, the carelessness that people have with their children, leaving them in cars and letting them out of the house and wandering around parking lots. And, And some of these kids are making it back home safely, and it's not because... There are not people out there who wish to get their hands on these kids. It's because God's protection, their purpose is not over. And so even though the enemy seeks to devour them, he cannot. And the same is true for you. He cannot stop you short of your purpose. He cannot. You can stop yourself short of your purpose, but the enemy cannot stop you short of your purpose. So I was thinking about all these stories. I was thinking about kids all over this world who have grown up in war, and our kids don't know about that. And a lot of it is at the hands of the United States of America, if we are going to tell the truth about it. Either we are directly doing it or we are supplying the ones who are directly doing it. But there are children that are growing up all over the world with with bombs and stuff flying over their heads all of their lives, all of their lives. And some of our kids are in neighborhoods where bullets are flying, all of their lives. And so I was thinking about this, because one day I was talking to my mom, and this really made me just have a wow, aha moment about God's divine protection. The house that my mom lives in, She's been living there for 48 years. And you guys know, just like I know, over the course of time, that neighborhood has changed. At one time, it was the one to be desired. (laughs) Some people desired it. But over my lifetime, that neighborhood has gone from predominantly white to predominantly black to predominantly Hispanic. And that's the state that it's in right now is predominantly Hispanic. And I was thinking about her in that house, and I was thinking about how she used to raise us to pray, and we didn't want to, right? When we moved in this house, there was a little room, little room. It wasn't a bedroom. It was a little room, and so my mother decided it would be a prayer room. And when it was time to pray, I was like, oh, man, she always, she do too much, (laughs) She do too much. Why we got to do all this? But we had to pray. Sometimes we had to be in that room, and sometimes we were all in the living room together, but we had to pray. It was important that we knew how to pray to, to my parents. It was important that we got an education, and it was important that we were responsible citizens to them. But beyond all of that, we had to know how to pray. 
And I know that you have heard my sister and others say one of the greatest gifts that they gave us was introducing us to God. And I know that you've probably heard, remember my sister saying in the past that the greatest of child abuses is not introducing your child to God, not teaching your child how to get to God. And so it's odd to me, somebody who grew up like that, when I hear from a political perspective that they have taken prayer out of school. Because my mind is like this, if you taught your child to pray, how can they take prayer out of school? And if you did not teach your child to pray, you took prayer out of school. They can't take prayer out of school because children will live, children will do what they live. And so if something is going down at the school, or even if it is not, and your child does not know how to pray, that's not on the government. That's on you. And if you have taught your child how to pray, it is impossible for them to take prayer out of school. Right? That's my position because that's my perspective. How was somebody going to stop me from praying? They were not. They cannot. Right? You could pray. You don't have to do these long, elaborate prayers that people do, but you do need to know how to say, help me, Lord. What do I do, Lord? Guide me, Lord. You need to say, even if you can't do nothing but say hi, even if you can't even say hi, even if you just moan, the word of God says that the Holy Spirit will translate those moans. So you got you to gotta at least teach them to moan. You got you to you say, when you are in trouble, when you feel bad and you have no words, at least moan. Because when you moan, the Holy Spirit perks up and hears you. And it translates, just like from Chinese to English, it translates to the Father and say, this is what is concerning them today. They don't even have the word. Y'all don't know the power that lives on the inside of you. And so I was thinking about, I was thinking about all the prayers that have gone up in that house over the last 48 years. Because my mama still pray. I, I, I should have done the math. I don't know how many days and how many hours are in 48 years, but I know that my mom will pray. I thought back on the time where people started breaking into the neighborhood breaking into houses in the neighborhood, they broke into the house on the left and they broke into the house on the right. But in 48 years, they never broke into the house in the center. In the center. It wasn't, it wasn't that we were more righteous than anybody else. It was just that the prayers had gone up and said, Lord, we need your protection because in Psalms 127, I'm going to read this to you and you could turn with me. Psalms 127 verses 1 through 3, 2. I'm going to read 2. It says, except the Lord build the house. They labor in vain that build it, except the Lord keep the city, the watchman waketh but in vain. It is vain for you to rise up early, 
to sit up late, to eat the bread of sorrows, for so he giveth his beloved sleep. May the Lord add a blessing to the readers, hearers, doers, and sharers of his word. The word of God says in Psalms 127, if the Lord ain't protecting you, you won't be protected. I know in this day in Texas, in the wild, wild west, we think, you know, because I've heard it over and over and over again, and my daughter was even telling me the other day about some bad guy that was shooting up in some apartments, and some good guy with a gun stopped them from shooting. <laughs> so I know in the wild, wild west, we think it's the good guys with the guns. But the word of God says, if God don't protect, I'm going to translate it for you. The person who is watching may as well be taking a nap. You may as well be asleep with your guns and everything else except the Lord watches the city. He that watches is watching in vain. And sometimes, this is what I mean by sometimes when we see that those dangers, when we see the dangers and the Lord uses us to intervene in the danger, we give ourselves too much credit. It's still him. <laughs> Even if he uses you to intervene in the danger, it's still him. The word of God says you may as well be asleep. You could be packed. And we done seen it before, good guys with guns that couldn't do anything. Matter of fact, that's mostly what we see, right? The wouldas, the couldas, and the shouldas. But the one who watches over you never sleeps. He never slumbers. Slumbers mean he don't even get sleepy. Because how many of y'all been sleeping? You know when you sleepy, your reflexes slow down. He don't even get sleepy, the word of God say. And he don't sleep. So how are you going to trust my protection over his? How are you going to trust my protection over his? And so I go back to this house, my mama's house, and I, I was talking to her the other day. You know, she told me, and this is what I had, just like, wow. She said that she woke up one morning, and there was water in the floor. My mama thought that her dog had used the restroom before they got outside. So she cleaned up the water, the, what she thought was, bleached it down and all that because she thought it was dog urine. Cleaned it up. She said she went back and the water was there again. And so she was like, I know Lola not doing that. Must be a leak. So she sent, they noticed the leak. She and Dexter noticed the leak. She sent Dexter up in the, the attic to see where the leak was coming from. He couldn't find a leak from the pipes. He couldn't find anything. He couldn't find where this water was coming from. So they called a company. The company came, went up in the attic, searched all around, said, no, you don't have any leaking pipe. <laughs> they said, this water is coming from your 
roof. So like, what do you mean it's coming from the roof? If the leak, if the pipes ain't leaking, what do you mean it's coming from the roof? The man said, your roof is full of bullet holes. <laughs> he said, your roof is full of bullet holes. And one of the bullets got into one of the, I can't describe it, planks, boards up there so that the water could come from the roof down through the ceiling, right? He showed her a picture. Now, and it's full of bullet holes. Now, that's not the same roof that's been on there for 48 years. Probably about 10 or 15 years ago, she and I put a new roof on that house. So over the last 10 or 15 years, every time somebody wanted to celebrate 4th of July by shooting up in the air, you shoot them up, they got to come down <laughs> somewhere. Every time somebody wanted to celebrate Christmas or New Year's and they shoot them up in the air, they got to come down somewhere. Sometimes, and they do it at my mama's, in my mama's neighborhood all the time just because it might be Cinco de Mayo and they go shooting up in, it might be Juneteenth and they go spraying up in the air for any, and sometimes they might be shooting at each other if I'm going to tell the truth. And I know that we have seen the news stories where somebody was at home and a bullet came through their window or they came from some unexpected place and hit somebody that it should not have hit. And so I'm sitting there going, how do you have a roof full, not one, not two, a roof full of bullets, and it never touches you? It never touches you. After a roof full of bullets, one of them finally finds its way close enough to let a leak come in. And then you know what the leak even says? I'm just letting you know I'm here. Hey, I'm st I still got you. I got, And I'm sitting there going, and I done been in that house. Most of the time when they're shooting start on New Year's, or Christmas, or July, we in there. The dog's going crazy. Y'all know how they do when people start shooting and doing firecrackers and all that. And I thought about all the people who have been under that roof in the last 10 or 15 years. Danger seen and unseen. And sitting there eating, laughing, doing what we do. And God is still on watch. Even when you're not on watch, he is on watch. And it reminded me of the promises in Psalms 91. And I'm going to read them to you. It says, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High 
shall abide under, sh under the shadow of the Almighty. That's a promise. That's talking about you. He, if you abide with the Lord, if you abide, if you dwell, if you stay there, not in and out, but if you stay there, and I'm not talking about perfection. I'm talking about even when you're messing up, you're like, Lord, I'm still right here. I need your help. If you stay there, it says, you will abide in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say to the Lord, he is my refuge and my fortress. My God in him will I trust. It doesn't say he will build you a refuge. He didn't, it didn't say he will give you a refuge. It said he is. He himself is your refuge. He is. And so who can come under the shadow of the Almighty and do something to you when the creator of the universe is providing you a safe place? And all he is asking is that you stay with me. Stay right here with me, and I am going to be your safe place. So who can come up to the creator of the universe and do anything to you that he does not allow? Most of the stuff. And I know sometimes life feels so hard to us, and it feels like we are going through so much. But I am saying to you, when you read Psalms 91 and Psalms 23, and it's all over the Psalms. When you read these Psalms, you know that most of the stuff that's trying to get to you cannot get to you. And so the stuff that gets to you is necessary for you. But see, the problem is we put our own minds and our thoughts on it because we figured how our life should go and the reason we have ideas about how our lives should go is not based upon the word of God if we tell the truth about it it's based upon Hollywood right you think that your life ought to look a certain way because of what you saw on television and sometimes it's so cunning you don't even realize but if I were to ask you where does the thought comes from that your marriage should always be happy where if I ask you where it comes from that your life should always be easy, where does it come from? It doesn't come from the word of God because the word of God says your days are going to be short and full, full of trouble, full of trouble. But yet when it comes, we get all feeling all like something strange is happening to us. What, is hap what has happened is that we have allowed something other than the word of God to shape our expectations. And so instead of us running and staying with the father, we start doing all trying to kind of trickery to get the life that TV told us we should have. And it's so slick, we don't even know that's what we're doing. But anytime, and this is what I've learned, and I learned it really, really well since 2018. I've been, I've been back with the Lord since 1991. So, so I had a lot of stuff that needed to come out of me from 1991 to 2008. I, without knowing it, was asking God to do what I wanted him to do with my life and to bow to what I was asking him to do in my life and for me. And I was getting upset and bent out of shape when 
it didn't do, when he didn't do, when the creator of the universe, when the one who holds the future didn't do what I told him to do, I got upset. And I know, I know I'm not the only one, but I, I own mine. I own mine. And in 2018, from 1991 to 2018, I'm asking him, do what I say, do what I say, do what I say, do what I say, please do what I say, do what I say. And because I formed it in the fashion of prayer, I thought I was okay. In 2018, the Lord said to me, can you just bow to my will and stop asking me to bow to yours and I said I can and every day every day that's what I like about y'all this morning because we came in here with an expectation right that the technology would be working that the words would be up on the screen that you know and all this kind of stuff we came in with that expectation but it didn't roll out that way and so nobody got up mad and said, hey, that church don't know what they're doing. The technology don't work. I'm going across the street. Y'all didn't do that. Y'all said, hey, let's clap our hands. Let's sing a song. Let's do That's, that, that, that is what following the will of God is like. You can have an expectation, but when it doesn't roll out like you expected, you get with the program, go with the flow. That's, that's all you do. That's how easy it is. What is he allowing in this day? Let me go with what he's allowing in this day. But some of us are so married to our idea about what should happen in this day and how people should be and what they should say that we can't even see what God is allowing. And he is saying, when you go with me, the protection is right there. You got the, y'all, y'all don't follow them people's shadow. The shadow is before you. When you following in somebody's shadow, you can't run all over the place and still say, I'm in his shadow. But he's saying, if you are in my shadow, my protection comes with my shadow. And some of us are despondent and bent out of shape because we still want to tell him what to do. And you get a right to. It took me a long time. I just told you how long it took me. You still, you get a right. You have a right to live your life however you want to. And you have a journey and your journey is different from mine. But I do hope that every day you learn to hear the voice of God better and you learn to submit to him more because I promise you it's a different kind of life when you do. I promise you, it's a difference between being saved and all of us are saved. And I want y'all to stop being obsessed with that. The word of God says that the Holy Spirit guarantees your seat in heaven. So you guaranteed in heaven. But it's more than that. It's more than that. It's about this abundant living. It's about what you can do on this side to help God in the ministry of reconciliation. And it is important that you understand the protection of God because there are some places God will call you to go that you will not go because you're too afraid. And he cannot maximize in your life what he needs 
to do in your life because you are afraid. But here in the word of God, we see the whole, the creator of the universe saying, I got you. And some of y'all get more comfort out of me saying I got you than the creator of the universe saying I got you. The creator of the universe is saying I got you. Just do. Just follow me. Just do what I ask you to do and I got you. And we sit up and we're paralyzed because of news headlines. We're in fear because we're feeding ourselves news headlines more than we're feeding ourselves the word of God. And we're in fear. We're sitting back in our house. And God is just saying, just go out there and be. You heard Sister Linda say, we got to live this thing. How are you going to live it in your house scared because of a news headline? How are you going to use you when you shrunk back in fear because of a news headline? And his word has to resonate more in your life than the news. But the problem is because the word we said every Sunday, my life is getting better after I've heard and done the word of God. The problem is you're hearing the news more than you're hearing the word of God. That's the problem. That's the problem. And so you keep feeding yourself that over and over again. And you won't, even, you won't even get a word equal time. You won't even give it equal time. So you don't have what is necessary to fight against what you feeding yourself. You are, they told you in nutrition a long time ago, you are what you eat. So the April preached that, that, that word not too long ago. You are what you eat. You scared because you eating scary stuff all the time. But the word of God is just as rich and it's filled with promises to you. So I'm going to finish reading Psalms 91. I'm going to read a couple verses out of Psalms 23 and I'm going to be done. It says, verse 3, Psalms 91, Surely he shall deliver thee from the snare of the fowler. It didn't say maybe he will. He will, surely. And then it gave you exclamation. Surely he will deliver you. And from the noisome pestilence, he shall cover thee with his feathers. And under his wings shalt thou trust. His truth shall be thy shield and thy buckler. I want y'all to think about them um, what bulletproof shields that people put on. He better than that. He better than that. He said, I will be your shield and your buckler. Bullets can't get through. Period. Them vests, sometimes they let them through and they stop them. Not him. They can't get to you, period. And y'all rather trust a bulletproof vest and a gun than the creator of the universe. Come on, think about that. It says, thou shalt not be afraid for the terror by night, nor for the arrow that flieth by day, nor the pestilence that walk in darkness, nor for the destruction that wasted at noonday. Verse 7 says, a thousand shall fall at thy side and 10,000 at thy right hand, but it shall not, shall not come to you. So what doesn't that cover 
What doesn't that cover in the headlines that you watch? What doesn't? It talks about pestilence. It talks about dying. It talks about all of that. And it says it won't come to you. It will not come to you. And the fact that you are here right now is proof that it hasn't. Right? It hasn't. It has not. Y'all know people who died, right? Y'all know people who died accidentally, like it should, like it was a freak, like it shouldn't have happened, right? But you are here as testimony that it wasn't you. And you're still freaking out about the headlines. And it says, only without eyes shall I behold and see the reward of the wicked. And let's uh, go down to verse 14. And all of this is going to be true because he set his love upon you says, therefore will I deliver him. I will set him on high because he hath known my name. He shall call upon me and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life will I satisfy him and show him my salvation. What I want to point out to you is that it, it's no promise that trouble won't come because some of us need trouble. Some of us didn't get out the big mess until we got in trouble. Some of us don't have the strength that we had until we got in trouble. We don't have the wisdom that we had until we got in trouble. We don't know some of the things that we know until we got in trouble. So sometimes trouble makes us better. We don't feel good while we're going through it. Trouble can change your whole life. It don't feel good while you're going through it. Trouble can make your life better, but he's saying it won't overtake you. Because, see, some trouble overtakes some people. But for the children of God, it will make you better. He said, I'm going to deliver you out of it. I'm going to make you better out of it. But yet, when we get in the middle of trouble, we start trying to find our own way out. Because we don't believe the word of God. And we won't even say that to ourselves. Because that don't sound right. But I'm telling you today, you need to be honest. Because you need to say to the father of the universe, hey, I've been feeding myself the wrong stuff. Hey, I don't really believe you like I say I do. I don't really believe like I sing I do. I don't really believe that because it's only in telling the truth. Can you get the deliverance that you need? And if you are the type of person that's out there still swindling to make something happen because you can, you don't believe the word of God. Just say that. If you're the person that's sitting at home, you scared, can't do what he told you to do, you don't believe the creator of the universe. Just say that. Nothing, nothing, nothing takes him by surprise. Say, I'm scared. My fear is bigger than my faith. Just tell the truth. Tell the truth. Even in the word of God with the disciples, the one who spent day after day after day directly in the face of the Father, they said, help my unbelief. Sometimes things are happening so hard that it causes you to have some unbelief and you will walk around and you won't even say, I'm having a hard time believing this. You won't even say that. But there is deliverance in the truth because the word of God says if you confess your sins that he is faithful and he is just to forgive them and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. So if you don't want doubt anymore, you got to say, I have doubt. 
He's not going to come off the throne shaking because you don't believe him yet. He has compassion. And he will pour that compassion out on you. But you got to say, he already know. <laughs> he already know your areas of doubt. He already know. So why not confess them so that you could be forgiven? And it's the and part. Sometimes we just want to be forgiven. But he said, and I'll cleanse you from that. I'll deliver you from that. But we won't even tell the truth about where we are. I'm going to read Psalm 23, and I'm going to be done. And I want you all to hear it. If you've never heard it before, I want you to hear it. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. And I'm going to put in there, I shall not want for anything, including protection. Because he is my shepherd. It says, he's making me to lie down in green pastures. He leadeth me beside the still waters. He restoreth my soul. He leadeth me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. This is the one that I really want you all to hear and envision. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I ain't going to fear no evil. What that scripture is saying, I have every reason to be afraid. But I'm still not going to be afraid. Everything around me is challenging my faith. But I'm still not going to be afraid. Everything around me says that the bullet should have came through the roof and hit me and everybody in it. But I'm still not going to be afraid. I'm still not going to be afraid. I'm still not. That's what it is to walk in the valley of the shadow of death. Everything around you should have killed you. Should have. Should, we're not talking hypothetical here. We're talking it should have. It should have. And a lot of this stuff, if we did it by our own hands, it should have. Every time you got drunk and got behind the wheel, it should have, but it didn't. Every time you got high out in the corner with people you didn't even know, it should have, but it didn't. It should have. That's what you need to tell yourself. It should have. But it didn't. But it didn't. And if I made it through that, I'm not going to let the headlines scare me. If I've been through that, I'm more powerful than I realize. So that's why we need to reflect sometimes. And that's why we don't need to be ashamed of the stuff that we have gone through. Because it is a testimony of what should have happened but did not. And it'll help you appreciate God more when you start talking about what you've been through and where you came from and where he brought you to. It'll help you appreciate him more. You know you couldn't help yourself, but you're still here. And sometimes people get to this point and they are so caught up in what they used to be. And what they used to do. And they are so ashamed of what it used to be that they can't even see God's hands. And what he did to get you to this moment. It wasn't you, it was him. It was his divine protection. Because your purpose was not fulfilled. And you will not die until your purpose is fulfilled. You will not. You will not. I don't care how many bullets fly over your head. You will not die until your purpose has been fulfilled. 
You won't do it. You can't do it. You came here. You came here for a purpose, and it will be fulfilled. We talked about, you've heard us say it over and over again, about when we got in that river. And we almost died in that river. I don't know how to swim even today. So it makes no sense for me to even get in the river. But I did. It makes no sense for me to be able to survive an undercurrent when I got caught up in the current. It makes no sense. But I'm still here. And it ain't because I have swimming abilities. It's because God's divine protection was with me even when I was doing stupid stuff. Because I had to be here today. I don't know about tomorrow, but I had to be here today. And so God, by his own hands, reached in that water and kept me from drowning. It don't make sense that I didn't drown that day. There are people with strong swimming abilities that died in a current. It don't make sense that I made it out that current that day. And I can't, because I know I can't swim, I can't say it was because of my swimming abilities. I know it was the hand of God. Even when I was stupid, walking in the valley of the shadow of death, he came and got me. So we don't have to fear no evil. Because he was with me. And the word says, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. Thou preparest a table before me in the presence of my enemies. Thou anointest my head with oil. My cup runneth over in the presence of your enemies. You can sit down and have a meal. <laughs> in the presence of your enemies and they can't do nothing about it. Because he is with you. He is your shepherd. And then it says, surely goodness and mercy shall follow me all the days of my life. And I will dwell in the house of the Lord forever. And so when you're on this journey, just look back every now and then and say, hey, hey, mercy. Hey, goodness. <laughs> as long as you're taking your breath on this side, goodness. Mercy, they behind you. His shadow is in front of you. So why are you afraid? Why? Goodness and mercy got your back and he got your front. You're going to be all right. You don't care what the headlines say. I don't care if the bullets in your roof. I don't care if they coming through your window. I don't care if you scared. Sometimes we scared to go home in our own neighborhood. But that is what God has provided. And he came to tell you today. Even if they fall on your left hand and your right hand, they cannot touch you. They cannot touch you. Do not be afraid because God has divine protection. And every second of the day, he watched over you all night long. Some, somebody told you you had sleep apnea. <laughs> Anybody ever got that diagnosis? You know what that means? Every night you go to sleep, you ought not wake up the next morning. That's what that means. <laughs> but because his goodness and his mercy, even in your sleep, because he is watching over every breath, you woke up this morning. So the enemy can't even snatch your breath while you sleep. <laughs> so when we go home, it's because we're supposed to go home. When we go home, it is time. 
Amen. So until that time, I want you to be convinced that his divine protection is keeping you from dangers seen and unseen. Come on and put your hands together for the Lord. Amen. Amen.